We are talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, it's time to take a look at, well, next year, I suppose, we're looking at. Yes, well, we are, Jane. I think we've just about done with this year, haven't we now? So, um, yeah, this was just an interesting article I came across that um, Lonely Planet have put together what they consider their best in travel list for 2022. So I thought, well, let's see what they think is, you know, the upcoming destinations. So, of course, the... Everything is going to change. As we know, it's a complex travel landscape at the moment. And with a global pandemic, things could shift and change. But let's just go through this. And I think it's just exciting to think about some of these areas we can we can go to. So top countries now coming in at number one was the Cook Islands. The Cook Islands. Which is one of my favourites, I must... If people don't know exactly where it is, it's east of Australia between Tonga and Tahiti. And they're aligned a lot with New Zealand and use New Zealand currency. So it's really good. Norway came in at number two. Yeah. And of course. That borders Sweden, but Norway's the most magnificent coastline. Number three, Mauritius, which is in the Indian Ocean between Australia and South Africa and east of Madagascar. Number four, Belize. And it's a little small country which borders uh, Mexico and and Guatemala and faces the Caribbean Sea. Sort of Central America there. Yes, Central American area, yes. Uh, Slovenia, which borders Italy, Austria, Hungary and Croatia and faces (laughs) the Adriatic Sea. Uh, Anguilla, which is east of Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands and north of St. Martin. And it's a British overseas territory in the Caribbean. Number seven, good old Oman, where our friends live. It's interesting. It's a very interesting country, which borders the United Arab Emirates, Yemen and Saudi Arabia. Nepal, number eight, which of course borders uh, what they call Tibet of China to the north, India in the south, east and west. And it's just narrowly separated from Bangladesh by the Siliguri Corridor and from Bhutan by the Indian state of Sikkim. And then Malawi was number nine, which borders Zambia, Zimbabwe and Tanzania. And number 10 came in at Egypt, which is bordered by the Gaza Strip and Israel to the northeast, the Gulf of Aqaba and the Red Sea to the east, Sudan to the south and Libya to the west. And of course, lots of new mummies coming to light in Egypt as we spoke about. We did, didn't we? And the top cities, though, don't align necessarily with the top countries, which is interesting. So the top cities were Auckland, Taipei in Taiwan, Freiburg in Germany. Mm. Um, Atlanta, USA, Lagos in Nigeria, Nicosia in Cyprus, mm-hmm. Dublin in Ireland, Merida in Mexico, Mexico, Florence in Italy, and I might not pronounce, pronounce this correctly, Jeonju in South Korea. Ah, so mm. there, isn't that interesting? I just thought, yes. you just whether everyone else agrees with that, but you've all got your own favourite top tens of whatever regions you love or countries you love, I'm sure, and I hope one of them is on your bucket list for next year. Yes, uh, with a bit of luck. With a bit of luck. <laughs> now, also, of course, we have events every year and some of them, you know, haven't been happening, but most most have. And so to look forward to now, uh, we've got, of course, the Australian Open here and we are having the Australian Grand Prix back this year, Grand Prix, should I say. That's in April, 7th to the 10th of April. Yes. Of course, the Australian Open, 17 to 30 Jan. Uh, in Monaco, you've got the Formula One in May. Uh, Isle of Man bike races are in 29 May through to 10 June. Wimbledon, 27 June to 10 July. The London Marathon is the 2nd of October. And then, of course, we've got the Melbourne Cup here in October, November, and the New York City Marathon on the 6th of November. So you may have an inkling of wanting to attend some of those events as well. And you can purchase tickets for them in Australia. 
that's uh, you mean the ones that are overseas? Yes, the overseas ones as well <laughs> yes. as obviously the Australian ones. But the overseas ones, yeah, there are there are agencies in Australia which is great where you can purchase those tickets through your travel agent. Yeah, so, that does make it a lot easier, really. Well, it certainly does, and I think a lot of these would be at a premium. You know, if people can travel, they're going to want to travel. So I'd imagine you'd need to get in early for purchase of tickets for some of these events too. Travel is the topic. On to a new RFM, Sally Lucas. Uh, We've looked at events, we've looked at some of the Lonely Planet best ideas for next year. And now, how do we get to them? Well, there are some things happening with airlines at the moment. There certainly are, Jane. It's, um, you know, every other day you get a new release of what's happening with the airlines. Now, Virgin Australia and United Airlines this week have announced a new partnership, which will obviously open hundreds of uh, travel opportunities and a lot of new one-step one-stop, rather, connections from Australia to uh, points across the US, Mexico, the Caribbean and South America. Mm -hmm. So that's fantastic because we have had limited um, ways of getting to Mexico and South America in particular. So commencing in April next year, the partnership will see Virgin and United establish a code share across networks of each airline and you'll get the reciprocal loyalty benefits of each as well. Um, And these um, will also return in time for the part, the sale of these, sorry, will return in time for the partnership launch, which was first paused at the height of the pandemic. So they've been thinking about this for some time, but had just been holding off, obviously. Um, So, of course, United Airlines has got a vast domestic USA network, of course, and international. So it will really give us a lot of opportunities to travel into the Americas. So that that is really good news starting Opening from up April. the Americas. Yeah. Yes, which is great. Now, Qantas has also announced that they're going to recommence a flying, um, well, number one, between Sydney and Auckland from the 17th of January. And many other routes that will uh, return in the coming months, including Honolulu, Japan and Thailand, plus reopening of more Australian domestic borders. But they're also going to, they're announcing a new uh, flight from Sydney, Perth, Rome. Um, three times a week on their Dreamliner from the 22nd of June through to the 6th of October. And that will be offering connections to 16 destinations in Europe as well. So that is really good. And while they're doing it via the Perth and sometimes just the Australian stops now is to avoid any PCR tests that may be required if you had an international transit stop. So there's, you know, good old Perth is getting their, their route back again now that they have opened up. And of course, if we haven't already, or if you don't already know, that is happening um, from the 5th of February at 12.01am. As Todd was saying earlier this week, it's always very confusing when they do that, don't you think? Because people get confused about midnight and 12 is at midday and be easy to say like one in the morning or two in the morning or something rather than 1201 mm. but anyway yes that's what, mind. that's what they do and of course that'll be local time which is different from eastern time well the three hours time. yeah yeah very yes. confusing anyway after all this time they are eventually opening to the rest of the world and um, they say that after COVID turned the state into an island within an island. <laughs> yes, yes, that's fair, isn't it? So it's a long-awaited announcement by the Premier McGowan, and um, he's hoping that the or the state government hopes that ninety percent of the state's population aged twelve and over will be vaccinated by then. Mm-hmm. But. Once the state does reopen, interstate travellers will need to provide proof of full vaccination. And if the trip to WA is for six days or more, they must return a negative PCR test within 72 hours of travel and undertake another test within 48 hours of arrival. Mm, So there's still Still strings attached. Yes. Mm. Um, If you're there for five days or less, you don't need to undertake any tests on arrival. 
Okay, that's good. So interesting, isn't it? Yeah, sure. So uh, the world keeps changing, doesn't it? It's Mm. like it is on its axis and we keep revolving and we've just got to be prepared to go with the flow, I suppose, as these things do change from time to time. But all that's really good news. And as we all know, like Tasmania opened up this week, which is fantastic. They've already increased flights into Hobart. You know, the spirit of Tasmania can go again. You know, of course, Queensland opened up. And, you know, so everyone now is... And then, of course, we've, we are hit with this other variant, but let's just hope we do keep our borders open, but that everyone does the right thing and, you know, still wears their masks and, you know, public areas. I when think needing it's, to, yeah. yeah. I think you need to do that. That's my personal, you know, mm. feel. I think you've still got to be careful and take precautions. Um, but, you know, let's just hope next year is going to be a, a much, much better year than the last two. Anyway, fingers crossed. <laughs> I think we've got all our fingers crossed. And our toes. But and anyway. our toes. <laughs> we are talking travel on tour in URFM. Sally Lucas, uh, let's take a look at what's in the hot deals department. Closer to home, Jane, um, discover a different side to Norfolk Island. There's a range of lovely itineraries being put out, which covers all sorts of things for culture lovers, beach goers, nature, foodies, event goers. And we have been talking about events and even there's a Governor's Cup for golf enthusiasts. So these are some lovely packages. Christmas in July is one that they have, which is wonderful. Mm -hmm. And you have seven nights in a one-bedroom apartment, seven days car hire, and you get all sorts of, you know, sites seeing and inclusions in that. Now, these are land-only packages to put with your best airfare, and these range from around about $1,100 plus best airfare. You do get some a la carte dinners included, etc. in that, and a Christmas traditional Christmas dinner with all the trivia, oh. trimmings, trivia, fun, carols, everything, all of that. And you can add on extra nights accommodation, if you will, and ex- if you want, and extra tours are available also. And that's on the 8th and or the 9th of July next year. They also do Bounty Day, which is, of course, to celebrate when all their ancestors arrived from Pitcairn Island, were transferred there. And that's on the 8th of June. And there's a seven-night package there, again, with the seven-day car hire. Lots of wonderful inclusions, lots of history tours as well, and even a language class, because they do speak their own language on Norfolk Island. Um, All sorts of wonderful inclusions on that. You can travel on that one between the 2nd and the 14th of June. And again, it's a land-only for around about 11.50 or thereabouts. They also do um, an Anzac Day, which has been doing for a long time, and a lot of people love the Anzac Day service over there. So the 24th of April is is that one, which you can do the a week's itinerary again there. Um, and they do a dawn service, of course, and they have a, a vets and family representatives assemble at the officer's bath from March to the Cenotaph. They have special entertainment at the RSL, and two up, of course, are the usual, but again, some nice meals and things are included on that. 18th to the 29th of April. It's around about the 1400. Then they've got a step back in time, Norfolk Island. Now, this is a 14-night package, including airfares. So it's quite in-depth, and it reveals countless layers of Norfolk's culture and history. So you can really immerse yourself if that's what you want to do. And the history is really quite fascinating if you have not been to Norfolk or read about Norfolk. It's stunning. It is, isn't it? And, And some of the most beautiful buildings, of course, with a horrible history, of course, of of you know the convicts there even quite young boys which is which was sad so there is some sadness to it as well but look it's such an interesting place to visit if you haven't done so and it's lush and tropical and beautiful and they have lovely you know climate year round you're sort of I guess almost due east of Byron Bay roughly 
uh, mm-hmm. to give you an idea of where it is. So that's a lovely package there, and that's the, you can go travel on that one between 1 May and 30 June next year, and it's from around about 3000 Now, all of those packages you've got up till the end of March to book. So right. you've got a lot of lead-in time. Um, now, Scenic Tours have announced their early bird offers for Japan, South Korea and Taiwan for 22 and 23. And if you book by 30 June next year, again, that's giving you a lot of time, you can re- receive up to $1,000 per person or an air credit of the same value towards your booking. So that's also worth considering. And Bunnick Tours have started announcing their tours, which is a lovely local Australian company based in South Australia. And because Italy has been really up there with keeping on top of its you know COVID cases and protocols they've introduced some wonderful tours in-depth tours of Italy if you're interested that are going in May next year one's doing southern Italy Sicily and Malta and it's just look a beautiful one here another one's called the Italian Discovery which is a really in-depth tour it's 24 days so I mean we're talking these are 23 and 24 day itineraries if you really want to immerse these are new tours for next year and 2023 and Jane that is about it for this year. and That's fantastic too. A great lot to finish up oh, the year with. Yes, I know. And I, it's just gone so quickly, which I didn't think it would. Mm. So just wishing everyone a safe and safe and safe and safe and happy Christmas. And honestly, let's hope that next year keeps us all happy, safe, healthy, and that we can look forward to some future travel as well. Lots of interest. Thank you, Sally Lucas, for everything this year. Thanks, Jane. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, travel is such a good thing to dream about. And we'll look forward to next year as well as uh, we talk travel on 2NURFM.